This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. It's here. Border Battle Week is upon us. To celebrate the inaugural meet, we are partnering with SDR to host a group run on the morning of September 24th at 8.30 a.m. We'll be starting downtown at Cedic Run and heading out for a few miles. We're going to make our way down to the cross course at Lincoln Park, then turn around and head back to the shop for some donuts and refreshments. Based on our social media numbers, it looks like there's going to be a lot of you. We'll have several groups running several different paces, so all are welcome to join. The border battle is going to kick off at noon on the 24th, so clear your calendar for the afternoon as well. For more info, like shuttles to the meet, race times, etc., head to nightrunning.com and click on the border battle meet. That's night with a K running.com. See you bright and early at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday for our group run. As we near the end of September, we wanted to provide you with a mid-season report. At the high school level, team races are looking tight in Class A, new athletes are at the top of the individual polls, and schools are looking to make a strong final push as we approach championship season. On the college side, we talk about the MSUM Twilight, how UND has approached their first two meets, and what we're looking forward to the rest of the collegiate season. We discuss all these things, plus other great important info regarding the Border Battle Weekend, on our newest episode thank you to everyone for your support if you're going to be in town on saturday either at the run or at the meet we really look forward to meeting you guys we'll have some stickers for free and some merch so find us if you're interested but enough about us let's dive into the 2022 cross-country mid-season update Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today we are bringing you what is already like the mid-season cross-country preview. Not preview, but review, update, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The month of September is already flying by. August came and went. September is going quick. And before you know it, it'll probably be championship season. So we want to just give you a little update on some of the meets that have been happening. Uh, some of the meets that are coming up, how the meets that have been going on are affecting the North Dakota high school polls. Um, yeah, Cam, what am I forgetting? You know, not not a whole lot, Ryan. I mean, yeah, just a chance to sit down and talk about, you know, what's happened so far. You know, we we're st- starting to get a little bit clearer picture of of who's fit, who's healthy, both in the high school and in the college ranks. Um, but we're really going to start seeing uh, some some important races coming up, uh, obviously on the high school side. Um, we got the border battle coming up here in, in a couple of weeks, uh, that's going to draw a lot of teams going to be a highly competitive meet, uh, on, uh, on the college side. I mean, we have GRIAC coming up, uh, pretty soon where we'll get to see like UND and uh, a lot of the other summit league teams really clash for the first time this season. And then later, you know, as they gear up for the summit league, uh, they got a big meet out at Bradley university. So um, like you were saying, Ryan stuff's really starting to pick up. People are really, you know, getting in the meat, the meat of the season as they're getting ready uh, for championship season. So yeah, it's coming, coming quick. You were at the dragon twilight meet a week ago. It seems like that was already longer than a week ago, but just a week ago. 
Yeah. So you got some great interviews there. You got an opportunity to catch up with some of the athletes, some of the coaches. And before we dive into results specifically, just tell me what the atmosphere is like. Because for somebody that's never been to this meet, you look at the Instagram photos afterwards taken at dusk and it looks so sweet. What was the meet like? Break it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the meet as a whole, honestly, I, I was a little surprised. I, I wasn't really aware that there was like high school races also going on. So I show up and, you know, I mean, they have like food trucks and stuff like that and tons of teams, tons of kids, uh, fans, you know, athletes, really, really exciting, high energy meet, you know, pretty much anything, anything and everything you would expect, uh, or want to see at a cross country meet. So really encouraged by that. When I, when I showed up, uh, of course, like, like most courses around here, I feel like pretty flat, uh, a lot of just like loops and stuff like that, which is, you know, gotta do what you gotta do with the space that you have. So, uh, somebody who didn't run the course obviously, but, uh, from a fan's perspective, you could catch them at a lot of, a lot of spots along the course. So that's always appreciated. Um, yeah. And, and just overall, like it, it was a fun, a fun night. I love the idea. Uh, love the the concept of having a twilight meet. Uh, it got really dark though, Ryan. And I don't know, I don't know how it affected, uh, the racers, the, the women's race went off just fine. Uh, seemed like they had plenty of light, you know, it was getting really pretty dark by the time they were, they were finishing. But I think if the whole meet could have been moved up 30 minutes sooner, uh, I I don't know if it would have changed anything, but it maybe would have made the male athletes a little bit more comfortable because it was dark it was really dark and you know they're only able to put you know like stadium lights in so many so many places along the course so uh pretty pretty difficult to see at, at certain points but uh you know it it, it kind of contributes to the to the energy and the excitement and the uncertainty you know you'd see the the lead cart coming at you and all you would see is the headlights of the lead cart and you're like i have no idea who's in the lead and then the cart would go past and it's like Oh, it's, it's these people. So, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, uh, just kind of general critique, I guess, uh, uh, because of the looping nature of the course, there's a little bit of confusion with the finish where some people had like an extra lap, uh, and went into the finish at the same time as the leaders, the leaders were, you know, confused about which direction. Uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily the course's fault, but, uh, as the fans were, you know, gearing up to try and cheer on the finish, you know, sometimes they were blocking the people who still had another lap. Sometimes they were still cheering on the people who had another lap as, uh, as the leaders were coming through quicker than expected. So, uh, made for a bit of a mess. Uh, I think everybody got through, safely but uh if you'll rem- you remember uh that video of alex bartholomew when he missed the turn uh <laughs> at the und cross-country meet and and slipped and fell uh nothing as dramatic as that but kind of a a similar sort of scenario so <laughs> uh but yeah fun 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 meet yeah let's dive into the results i yeah. think the big story here oh, there's a couple of big stories but if you look at number one, Jacob Jensen, Minot State, the senior from Belcourt, North Dakota, takes down a field filled with D1 athletes from both NDSU and UND. And for him, we've known his name for a long time, somebody that we've always said to keep your eyes on. He consistently shows up and performs. But I think time-wise, it's tough to tell with a 6K. It's kind of a weird distance. But yeah, And of course, the conditions it being super dark. But 
the fact that he gets this head-to-head win is this one of like the best races of his career yeah i mean uh at, at this point i i'd say it would have to be it would definitely have to be up there you know uh, I think we're still waiting to to see the full strength and the full capability of a lot of these NDSU athletes um, that he ended up beating. You know, not a lot of them. They're either young or they haven't really uh, been able to show their true potential on the track yet. So we don't really know like what sort of a, a caliber of athletes he he beat. But man, a win is a win. <clears throat> it was a, a like we were hyping up before. It was a it was a packed field. He ran very comfortably look completely smooth the entire time looked in control the whole way uh really impressed you know his performances up to this point have have shown it we've talked about his last track season uh so so much and and he's just kept the ball rolling i was able to talk to him just briefly i was able to talk to jacob just briefly after the meet and uh you know, just talk to him about how he felt. And man, the one thing that I was really impressed by, uh, was he was, he was more, he's, he was maybe just as excited, uh, if not more excited for how his team did. And, uh, you know, said, you know, they beat university of Mary, the NSIC, uh, rival. And, you know, they're, they're looking for, for a good team place at the, their conference meet They're They're really fired up with the, the team that they have, uh, you know, Jacob, obviously getting the, getting the win, <clears throat> uh, Nicholas, Marilana, Mar- Mar- Marilana, we'll Marilana. Yeah, there you go. Uh, seventh place. So, I mean, that is a, that is a strong one, two right there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the beavers and they are, they're running well, they're running really well. So we'll be excited. Like, I said earlier, you know, Griac coming up, Minot State will be at Griac, so it'll be good to good to see them. Second headline from this meet, NDSU puts eight guys in the top 11. They dominated at the Ron Pin Classic a couple weekends ago, dominated here at the Dragon Twilight. Is NDSU on upset alert? They weren't picked to win the Summit League cross-country title. Is it? Could they put together something special? They've got a group of really talented young guys. What are your thoughts after watching them two meets? Yeah, uh, it's it's really hard to tell because we haven't really had a great look at what South Dakota State is bringing to the table this year. Uh, and we definitely haven't had that head-to-head. Uh, these first two races have also been 6K. They'll be going up to 8K. Uh, and at least when I was back running, I know we had a lot more uh, miler 3K types on the on the course, on the cross-country course. So a 6K played to our strengths a little bit more. Uh, but I will say this. NDSU is looking really deep. They've had a really strong pack, both, both races, you know, small gap time, uh, and a different combination of the order of their, their top five from the, the first meet to the second meet, um, at the dragon twilight, they were led by Hunter Klimek, the transfer student followed by Zach Johnson, Peyton Smith, Simon Kaiser, and Jake Harrison. Now Simon was their first finisher at the UND meet, uh, and was their fourth at the MSUM meet. So, you know, when, when you can have multiple guys <clears throat> finishing as your top three runners, uh, that, that is a, that is a good sign for your depth. And, and that's, that's really, that's really what you need, uh, to be successful in cross country. You can't, can't always rely on that one guy to, to be the lowest stick. You gotta, 
hopefully you have two or three guys that could step up if if your your main your main dude is is having an off day. And so, you know, it really looks like there's no one main dude on the NDSU team. So uh something to get really excited about. Third headline from this meet. University of North Dakota chooses to run a tempo workout before the meet and then race on tired legs. You got to talk to Coach Tom Scott afterwards, the UND cross-country coach. I'm interested in a couple of things because, number one, you totally chickened out on one of your questions. If you go back and watch the video on our YouTube page, you lead off the question. You talked about how it doesn't make sense to the fans. And I can tell you want to ask him, why are you guys tempoing and not racing? And he kind of expands. He answers your unasked question yeah um but you sent me a hilarious graphic the other day it was the und insta put up meat day and you had to like scribble out meat and put tempo yeah see see the thing is ryan i didn't even scribble out the uh the meat day and put tempo day that was that was on coach scott's page he i just oh, shared really? that with you yeah yeah so uh i do i do appreciate that they're they're not trying to hide the fact uh, what they're doing. Uh, they're being very open and clear, uh, about their approach towards it, which is, which is great, which is great for us as fans. Cause then we're not left guessing like, Oh man, UND just fell off this year. You know, we know exactly what they're doing. Uh, so I appreciate the transparency. If, if the tempo at races approach is going to be taken, uh, I think this is the way to do it where you're, you're clear about the objective that you're taking as a team. Uh, I can understand it, uh, from like a training <clears throat> aspect and from like a coaching philosophy, I can understand, uh, where they're coming from, uh, especially last season, you know, we mentioned it in our cross country preview, UND started strong beating NDSU at the home, at their home meet, uh, and then, you know, fell pretty far by the time the conference meet rolled around. Uh, that's obviously not something that they want to happen again. Uh, so they're really trying to protect, uh, their fitness and their, you know, their, their team and set them up for success later in the season. Um, but yeah, like I, like I kind of alluded to in my interview with coach Scott, uh, for the fans, it's, it's not great. It's not great to see teams turn up to races, toe the line, know that the competition is given it everything they have, uh, and know that, you know, the, the UND guys are just in the, they're in the Jersey. They're, they're doing everything like a race, but it's, uh, it's just, uh, just a workout for them. Uh, I, yeah, I, I understand it. I, I wish it wasn't a part of uh cross country. I wish, I wish we could see races every time, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn about it. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit more, mostly because I don't know anything, not, I don't know anything, but Cross country is not my strong suit. Uh, so you can chirp back at me, but one, couldn't you race and then tempo afterwards? That's first thought. Second, it's very similar to what they complain about in the NBA, the load management thing where they'll sit stars. The fans want to see the stars play, but they want to give them rest. So they say, okay, we're going to do load management. Let them sit right, because they have right. this issue. I think it's just hard when cross country season's so short as it is because they have Griac, they have Bradley, and then it's conference. So it's yeah. really two meets and then championship time. Yeah. And and the fact that these first two races were six Ks, like two K shorter than what they're going to be racing uh already. Uh I think it it 
to me, it makes a little less sense. You know, it's, it's already, it's already a shortened distance, which you would think could, uh, you know, save your legs a little bit, you know, and, and set you up to still have good workouts and good long runs and stuff like that. Um, I think there's ways that you can, uh, like get around there. There's other ways that you can do it other than just tempoing like the race, you know, you could, you can always maybe push the long run another day to give extra recovery after a, after a race or, you know, but, uh, obviously that, that comes down to coach's decision and, and each coach has their, their own, you know, well thought out ideas of what's gonna, uh, get their athletes the most prepared. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like, no, no disrespect to coach Scott, because you look at his track record and he's an incredible coach and has had a lot of success. So he knows what he's doing. I'm just a guy on a podcast about yeah, North Dakota track yeah. and field and cross country. So, um, but it's, yeah, it's just hard to watch as a fan. And also like the, the first meet, let's go back to the Ron pin on your home course against your rival. It's basically a duel and you just kind of lay down and you're like, yeah, we're going to do a tempo. Obviously right. fits into the master plan, but like, where's the pride, man? Where's the rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a tough, it's definitely a tough thing. Uh, cause it, it's become, I mean, the, these like tempo uh, first, the first couple of meets of the season is, is become standard across like the NCAA, you know, or the, the Oregon's and the NAU's are, are doing it. Uh, so it, it's almost like an expected thing, uh, too, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I, I think, I think it's especially tough for people like you and I, cause the Ron pin Ron pin me used to be uh, the meet right before the conference meet. Uh, and it used to be an 8k and it used to be that, like that second big meet that you were really trying to sharpen up and get everything like dialed in. So, Mm -hmm. uh, we, as, as I would hope UND has the same like pride about beating NDSU as NDSU does, uh, to UND, uh, and you know, the, the one 8k that we ran, you know, in, in the state, you know, when I was there was at UND. So, uh, that, that's why it was always kind of a, uh, a big deal there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. but I mean, like there, there, there's more meets, you know, They'll, both NDSU and UND will be at GREAC, both NDSU and UND will be at Bradley, uh, obviously both be at conference, both, both be at the Midwest region meet. So, um, we still got four chances to really see what each of these teams have and, you know, Job's not finished. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what we're talking about in uh, October. So yeah, we'll flip over to the women's side. Yeah, uh, just kind of a fun fact: the you mentioned that these races had uh, high school races as well. Women's varsity high school race, five k. Women's collegiate, four k. Um, just kind of a fun little tidbit to point yeah. out. Yeah, but r- another great showing by NDSU. Uh, we also got to sprinkle and see some of the other top runners in the regions compete um led by Kalisa Houston you got an interview with her and I'll plug it again head to our YouTube page check out some of our post race interviews you had actually a really funny I found it to be a pretty funny interview with Kalisa just kind of break down how she explained the end of the race yeah like like I was talking about earlier there's a little bit of confusion about which way which direction was the finish and which direction uh 
the rest of the course went. And, you know, as Kalisa was finishing, there were still a number of athletes who had to go back on a one K loop to finish. And so, uh, there was all sorts of people, you know, directing certain athletes one way and directing her and other athletes who are finishing a different direction. And so, uh, she slowed down in, in a little bit of confusion, like, Oh, I, what, what are you all saying to me? Uh, and finally got it figured out. Uh, started going towards the finish feels Alyssa Becker from you, Mary come up on her, on her hip. And, you know, has this moment where she says to herself, Oh, I am not losing this race just because I had to slow down. Cause I was confused. Uh, and so that gave her the little extra, the, the fire to, to kick a little bit harder and, and pull away for the victory. So, uh, tight race, it was close the whole way, but, uh, Kalisa two, uh, finishes in the top two, uh, so far this season. So, um, the NDSU senior is looking strong and confident going into the rest of the season. For sure. Yeah. Um, just to note, you had mentioned Alyssa Becker, the you Mary standout. She finishes second just behind Kalisa. She had an awesome freshman year last year. If you go back and look, she was an all American and cross and, uh, we're expecting to see the same thing, but you Mary is definitely, They've got a few studs that are running towards the front. Now, there's a name here. I'm going to uh, probably butcher it, but Andriana Fondak uh, from University of Mary, sophomore. She took ninth. So as far as NSIC goes, I think U Mary is probably in a pretty good spot. As always, Augustana is a top school to go up against, but they should be poised to do pretty well. Yeah, yep. U Mary always looking strong, and, and we don't really have the scoop on on them, how they were approaching this race. Uh, but uh, again, a little bit, uh, quite a bit shorter distance than they'll be racing towards the end of the season, 4k instead of 6k. Um, so for a lot of these athletes, you know, I, I would assume still in a, a heavy training block with the end of season in mind and training for, you know, over a mile more of racing. So, uh, I'm sure that'll play into the strengths of, of some, so. Yeah, some of the other top NDSU finishers, we go down the list. Grace Link, uh, third in 1326 for NDSU. Alexis Rail, uh, 1339 for yeah. NDSU. Break that one down. Uh, take a minute, proud brother. Yeah, uh, I mean, Alexis has been, I mean, just like all these athletes, really put in uh, put in the work over the summer. Uh, nothing flashy, but just strung together. Uh basically a whole summer of consistent running, uh, temple runs and, you know, ran hard when she needed to ran easy most of the other time. Uh, so really cool to see her running really well. I, I was kind of comparing times and her 5k time at UND, uh, two weeks, two weeks ago now, uh, with the, with, with the exception of one other race in high school was, uh, faster than any of her high school times, um, which is, which is also like the first race of any distance, uh, that she's ran, uh, faster than her high school time since she, since she graduated. So, um, it, it's a long time coming for her. I know. And, and most of those high school times are even from her, her sophomore or, or junior season of high school. So back to running the way she knows that she can a lot of confidence, uh, and just, just surrounded by, you know, a great group of girls. It seems like the, the team culture this year is, is infectious. NDSU is, is feeling, uh, 
connected with their teammates. I, I guess I don't know how to describe it. I'm not, I'm not there every day, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like a very supportive place, both on the men's and the women's side. And, uh, uh, they're excited to, to, you know, just give it, give it a run for, for the summit. So, uh, you know, a similar thing with the men, you know, two, uh, dominant team performances. Uh, they're looking very deep, uh, different top five this time, uh, compared to the first meet. So, uh, you know, on any day it, it could be anybody's race. Uh, anybody could step up, uh, for, for the bison. So definitely. And then UND also had some good performances despite yeah. running a tempo before their race, but Jaden Keeler, the sophomore who also had a really outstanding freshman year last season, placed fifth in 1341 for the fighting Hawks. And then Mackenzie Burian, the Fargo native, she ran 1414 for UND to place 11th. And both of those runners, both Jaden and Mackenzie were tabbed as summit league preseason athletes to watch. So yeah, more, yeah, I mean, they're trending. So keep your eyes on them as we get closer yeah. to some of these more fast races. Definitely, definitely want to watch. Keep your eye on those two. I mean, to get fifth in like a, a quote unquote tempo race is, is, is really good. If that truly was tempo effort, you know, I expect her to be way, way up in the front pushing, pushing Kalisa or maybe even, uh, yeah, who knows, who knows what, what exactly the, on our scale of one to 10, uh, the effort was for Jaden, but yeah, uh, looking strong and yeah, like, like we've been saying a little disappointed. We haven't gotten to see and compare head to head UND and DSU, uh, but they, they sure do seem like they are, they're ready to let it rip. So. For sure. Uh, we're going to jump down to the high school rankings, go halfway across the state to Bismarck, the Anderson Stavin meet. You've been our boots on the ground guy. So tell us your, some of your key takeaways from the Anderson Stavin meet last weekend. Yeah, no, no physical boots on the ground uh, at this meet, but uh, Anderson Stavin meet uh, kind of serves like that. Uh, you know, one of the, the mid season kind of, you know, in, in track, we had like the East West classic. I know, uh, you don't, you don't get to see the, <clears throat> the West schools very often. So, uh, Anderson Stavin kind of serves at that, as that like almost pre state meet, you know, you might want to call it, uh, where the East schools really get to see how they match up against the West schools. Um, so we'll, we'll just start with the, the boys 5k, um, you know, when we're comparing these results to the, to the cross country poll, uh, from this last week, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty comparable. You know, you go down the list, Brady Corsmo with the win, 1541 Quinn rail second, 1543 Aiden Johnson, you're defending state champ 1556. I mean, that's three guys who are, uh, you know, at the, we'll, we'll call it the early mid part of the season, already running under 16 minutes. Uh, Ivan Askham of Williston, Finn Krenz of Williston, uh, rounding out the top five. Ivan, 1602, right at that low 16, and Finn Krenz, 1617. So uh, I know that Bismarck course, flat, very fast. Uh, fast times usually come come out from that meet, but, uh, I mean, only two seconds uh, separated uh, Brady and Quinn. Uh, so expect to see a big battle there and Quinn and Aiden now, uh, they've, they've traded races, Quinn taking it at Jamestown, Aiden at, but Grand Forks, then Quinn again here at Bismarck. So, uh, that is shaping up to be an 
excellent battle for the EDC championship. Uh, we can't forget about Bowman County and our class B, uh, our class B boys and girls, uh, Austin Warner coming in eighth place, uh, against the big dogs. So, uh, really good run from him. Um, I mean, from a team perspective, uh, Bowman is, is mixing it up with the best regardless of division across the state, uh, and really looking like they're just gonna, gonna run away with it. So, uh, was there any, do you have any takeaways, Ryan, just looking at the results? You know, I will say I'll touch on that Bowman finish just super impressive because they, let's see, if you look at the team breakdown, they finished in fifth place as a team. They beat Davies. They beat Century. Those are some big-time schools. They beat West Fargo Cheyenne. Uh, we're just behind Red River by three points. Now, Red River in the latest poll is ranked fourth as a team. So, um, transitive property definitely does not apply to track and field. Um, or, nor does it any sport. I love when people try to make it happen. And I have, too, in the past. It's, um, but just like, Bowman's, Bowman's hanging. Yeah, Bowman's hanging with some good teams. Like, oh, well, yeah. Bowman beat Davies, and Davies is ranked fifth in the latest coaches' poll, then Bowman should be ranked fifth in the Class A coaches' poll. You know, you can try to play that game. Right, but, right. Uh, super cool to see Austin Warner's run finally gets him uh, to the top because he was ranked second behind Christian Brist from Hillsborough Central Valley. Christian's had a phenomenal season, but this just in the coaches that get to vote on this poll in their minds just gets Austin over the hump to that first top ranked spot. So really happy for him. Um otherwise, like we talked about Sean Corsmo over and over, how he was so dominant and was had the clutch gene, showed up when it mattered. And is uh, his little bro Brady is getting the job done. Yeah. Ryan, do you think Okay, uh, I'll, I'll just make one comment on on Davies. Looking down the list, it looks like uh, Jay Ture was not uh, did not race, or at least did not finish up uh, with the, the top of his team like he's known to do. So uh, it looks like Davies might have been missing one of their top guys. Um, you know, so maybe maybe that had a little bit uh, of effect. You know, maybe see because uh, Davies beat Red River uh, at the grand forks me earlier this season. So, yep. um, anyway, uh, Davey's kind of one of those teams from the preseason, uh, meet where we didn't see a lot, like almost any of their guys ranked in the top 10, but, uh, you know, had a team ranking. So, uh, good depth there. Um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, every team feels like they have more to give, uh, especially at these early season meets. So, uh, anyway, my, my question to you, Ryan, uh, we remember seeing Sean, kicking away for wins on the track and in cross country. Uh, do you think that this year's state meet at cross country will come down to a kick? Um, how is it going to pan out way too early prediction on how, how it's going to pan out? Uh, cause you know, Brady Corsmo <clears throat> won the mile at state track last year. Quinn was third in the 800 with 154. So, you know, objectively, you could maybe say that Quinn has faster speed, you know, maybe a better kick. He has a better 800 PR as far as I am concerned, or as far as I know. Um, yeah, what what are your thoughts? 
for me too early to tell. Also, I have not been able to attend a meet this year. Give it one week and I'll be at the border battle and I'll have more of the inside scoop on no, my boots I, on the I, ground. I need I need I need a prediction now just based off just of the a, pure numbers. A prediction? I think it comes down to a sprint. I think there's three guys at the finish. I think I'll let you fill in the gaps on who you think the three are, but I will say there's going to be three guys that are all within five meters of each other, a hundred meters from the finish line this year. Wow. That's, that's what I'm going to say. One of the, it's going to be exciting. I, I want to keep going with that going, going a little further. So there's three guys with a hundred meters to go. Uh, how many guys are there with 400 meters to go? 400 meters to go. Uh, just for fun. We'll say, I bet there's five guys. And how many guys with a half mile to go? 800 meters to wow, go. Wow, are we going to run all the way back? No, no, this um, is as far this is as far no, back as we'll go. Half mile to go, I'd probably stick around there. I bet like like the top half of the coaches pull. And like I said, it's changed so much over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You fill in who those five or maybe six guys are. But I bet like half mile to go, there's five guys. That same pack hangs tight, hangs tough till like 400 meters. And then after that, it'll be a kick to the finish between three of them. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my bet. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I obviously a lot of it depends on the weather, uh, but I, I, I think there's, there's probably, I bet the whole entire coaches poll plus some thinks they have a chance to, to win this year. You yeah, know, they should for, yeah. for sure. For sure. Brady Quinn, Aiden, uh, and, and I would say Ivan or, you know, any one of those top three, uh, Williston guys are probably putting themselves in contention to win. Uh, I mean, along with, you know, we've seen the Goss, the Goss brothers from devil's Lake really go out with the leaders, you know, every race that I've seen them in. Uh, so confidence is high from them. And <clears throat> anyway, uh, so I, I think we, we see maybe even as many as like seven, seven guys there with for sure a mile to go, maybe 800 to go. And, uh, yeah, it would, it would be cool. Ryan, were you at the meet? Uh, this is just me kind of going back a little bit, but were you at the meet that, uh, uh, at Jamestown when Hunter Lucas won, uh, out kicking Leif Everson? I was not. Leif, nope. Oh man. Nope. So I, that's kind of how I, I imagine this race kind of going this year. Once we get to the state meet, kind of like you said, hundred meters to go, uh, one guy kicking away, the guy in second place still charging, you know, closing maybe by a little bit, uh, not letting the whoever's in the lead pull completely away. And uh, yeah, I, anyway, really excited for for this meet. So yeah, we'll flip it. We'll head to the women's side because it's going to be the exact opposite. Jalen yeah, Ogle I, I has been so. putting a number on everybody, Crushing. every team, just running up the score. She wins the Anderson stop and meet in a time of 1827. The senior from Watford City. She has not lost a meet this year, and it really doesn't look like she's going to. Um, d- any objection? Uh, no, no objection. You know, won by over 30 seconds uh, at Anderson Stavin. Against uh, a stacked field, too. Most uh, of the against, coaches' polls there. Uh, yeah, against, against everybody. So, um, you know, it really is kind of looking like maybe the only race that she might lose would, you know, I don't, I don't know what the other – girls competition from the other states is looking like at coming to the border battle. Uh, I know Jalen will be there. So uh, maybe there's somebody who can, who can push her to that, that next level. Um, but yeah, looking really strong and man, that there, there's just something about, about girls when they rate there, 
they're just tougher. They're just tougher than guys because they're not, I feel like they're never afraid to just like take it out hard and just run their heart out from the gun. Guys, we're kind of just like, I don't want to run that hard. I, I got a good kick. I think I'll wait a little bit, you know, and then the pace kind of lags and then, you know, stuff like that. But Jalen Ogle is not that. She's the complete opposite. She's what, what you want to call just a dog, just absolutely <laughs> just crushing the competition, uh, full of confidence. You know, it, it takes a lot of, it takes a ton of guts to lead a race from the wire uh, and a ton of confidence in yourself. So go off Jalen Ogle, keep up the good work. Um, some people might say that, you know, when people just lead from the gun, that's not exciting. You know, there's no racing, there's no strategy in that, but I'd like to see you go take a race from the gun and lead wire to wire. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, looking, looking primed for, um, for, you know, it's too early to call a lot of season laughs, but, uh, looking like she's setting herself up well to, uh, I'll just say she looks like she's going to set, set herself up well to, to win the state title this year. So work to be done, but, uh, yeah, it's not, not too much of a debate. Yeah. We're we're excited to watch her at the border battle in Grand Forks on September 24th. Quick plug for that. If you're going to be in Grand Forks on the 24th, we are doing a group run from Cedic run that morning at 8 30 AM. So come to downtown Grand Forks. We'll start at SDR probably work our way down to the cross country course and come back, have some donuts, have some refreshments, and then you'll be all primed to watch the meet later in the day. Um, the only other thing um, about that weekend is we're going to get to see Red River in action. So Red River in the latest coaches poll is ranked second. They had the top spot for, I think pretty much the whole season up until this latest coaches poll. They got bumped down by Bismarck, who beat them by one point in the team race at the Anderson Stop and Meet. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that, Cam? Bismarck, well, Red River, <clears throat> West versus East. I feel like this is the first time in a long time it's actually like a, a good battle between West and East. Yeah, this is just, I mean, this is the the Yankees versus the Dodgers, man. This is going to be such a great, uh, such a great end to the season. Uh, and I mean, it'll be a good middle of the season too. I, I, I get ahead of myself and I jump to the end of the season when we still got a bunch of the middle of the season left, but, uh, yeah, I, I love it when, you know, I just love cross country, man. You know, I, I love it when you have somebody who's dominant like Jalen Ogle on the individual side, but what a great, what a great balance to that, that we have such a close race, uh, on the team side, Bismarck versus red river only separated by one point, uh, Anderson Stavin, like you said. So, um, red river, you know, I mean, both, both red river and Bismarck, you know, they have, they have a really solid one, two, both of them are, are well, Bismarck led by Bela Weigel who got second at Anderson Stavin and then followed by Sophia Ness, who was ninth red river led by, Jocelyn Schiller, uh, fourth place and followed by Lauren Dosh, who was seventh place. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll, it'll be, I mean, like we're, we've been saying all season, like anybody who knows, you know, a little bit about cross country knows it's going to come down to your four five, six. Um, as long as your, your big dogs do do what they've been doing all season, it's going to come out down to, to the four five, six and, and who has, who has a better day, uh, at the, at the state meet. So, um, 
lots of chances to to practice and and get in that championship mindset. Uh, like you said, border battle coming up, uh, and then EDC, WDA, and the state meets. So, most definitely. Um, we were going to touch on the coaches poll, but I feel like we basically covered all of it. I feel like we alluded to most of it. Maybe the only one we didn't talk about a lot was class B girls. Bryn Hansen uh, continues to own that number one spot for the individual poll. The, I believe sophomore now uh, from Delax Burlington has just mm. been, she's been getting it done all season and she's going to be at the border battle. Uh, so you'll get a chance to watch her race there. Uh, Hannah Weston from Shiloh Christians ranked second. Jenna Soini, we finally figured out how to say her last name. Great job, Brian. Super excited. Uh, (laughs) She had a good week. She took third uh, behind two Valley City girls, Regenberg and Greta Govin, uh, at the Central Cast Cross Country Invite on September 13th. Um, So she is currently ranked third. And I would have to imagine at Northwood Laramore is going to be at the border battle as well. Rugby's got three people in the top 10. yeah, and remember at the beginning of the season how I griped about how they were so um, predictable, the polls. Like yeah. for the small schools, it was all the uh, big small schools. Yeah. Well, we're starting to see a little bit more for a little bit more diversity in the Class B girls poll. We just run it down. Delax Burlington, Shiloh Christian, Hat Northwood Laramore, Rugby Rugby, Kenmare Bowbells Burke, Lisbon Rugby, Kildeer, and Kindred. So a little bit more variety in there. Yeah. I like yeah, we it. Want- we, we want to see as many school names next to one athlete as possible. Then, then we know it's a, it's a real class B school. Well, I don't know if you saw the post from the border battle page yesterday, but it was highlighting. Let's see. I'll pull it up. I got it right here. It was highlighting the Lacui Parla Valley Dawson Boyd Eagles who are ranked 12th in the latest Minnesota class A coaches poll. They're going to be at the border yeah. battle. All right, and so then, that's a co-op. Yeah, so then we were talking in this post about all the fantastic co-ops that are going to be competing. Like, is it Medina Pingree Buchanan? Will it be Woods Indus Rainy River? Uh, Greenway Nashua Kewatin? Delax Burlington Lewis and Clark? Mayville Portland Clifford Galesburg? Like, the list goes on, man. Yeah. But uh, there should be no a separate shorter. trophy. Separate trophy for the highest placing co-op school. Had no shortage of co-ops yeah. at this meet. Yeah. Support small towns. Yes. Well, I think that's going to mostly cover it for our mid-season support. Any uh, like predictions at this point? We talked about the finish of the men's race. Anything else you want to be bold and go out on a limb about? Or oh. are, are you shutting it down? No, I've probably made enough bold predictions to get myself in plenty of trouble for <laughs> today. <laughs> so, uh, no, excited to excited to see you live and in person at the border battle, Ryan, uh, next weekend. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, Griac, Roy Griac meet will be that Friday, and then we'll obviously have the border battle on Saturday. So, uh, college Friday, high school Saturday. Um, the singlets, uh, order form is up for the singlets, Ryan. Uh, have people, have we sold any? Oh, you better believe we've sold some. We put a bunch in the mail the other day. It was pretty awesome to show up to the post office juggling all these packages. Yeah. And yeah, getting them out to you guys. Already saw, I paid for the, the cheapest shipping option and a bunch of you already got them. So that was super exciting that, uh, yeah, I only have to pay ground shipping and you guys yeah. can get them in two days. 
Let's but, go. Yeah, ton of people bought them. We're gonna have them at the group run. I think we're even gonna raffle one off at the group run if you show up for the border battle. So you'll get awesome. a chance to win one there. Otherwise, you can buy one from us. But yeah, we're super pumped to get those in your guys' hands and to spread the brand. But really, when it comes down to it, by you guys purchasing a singlet, you're supporting the coverage of North Dakota track and field and cross country. Um, yeah, without without your guys' support, we wouldn't be getting you content like this or some of the other posts. So yeah, we're uh, super excited that you guys are hopping on board with what we're trying to do. Yeah. 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 Your guys' support means the world to us. Um, and, uh, we are excited and happy to be able to, to make what we hope, what we think are our dope looking singlets, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully more stuff down the road, but, uh, going back kind of to the border battle, Ryan, uh, not only will we be there, you know, having this group run, cheering everybody on, but we'll be doing a little bit of, uh, you know, live commentary at the, do you want to, are we allowed to talk about that? Can you want to talk about that a little bit, Ryan? Yeah, I think we can talk about it. We will be uh, announcing the race. We kind of have a tag team going on. Yeah. One of us will always be on the mic while the other one will be out in the field, getting some interviews, getting some content. If you want to make an appearance on our page you're gonna probably have to seek us out we'll do our best to find you guys yeah. but if you see us give us a shout out and uh let us know we'll get an interview make sure that we feature you in some way shape or form but we'll be not only announcing we're also uh running the music so yeah something something I, new that i learned in the last 24 hours yeah i i maybe would have left that part out ryan just in case our playlist absolutely stinks but uh <laughs> you know uh, hopefully we can, uh, keep the energy up, keep it, keep it exciting for, for the athletes and for the fans who are going to be there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the border battle for so long, uh, not only excited, uh, just to be there, witness it, you know, as, as like a fan of cross country, I think it's going to be an awesome meet over 50 teams have registered, uh, but we're excited to participate in it a little bit and, uh, try and bring some energy on the mic and, uh, yeah. Uh, if, if you want to guarantee yourself, uh, a spot on the page, uh, win your race, uh, I think at a minimum, we're going to try and get race interviews with, uh, all of the race champions. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ryan and I haven't actually talked about what we're going to do yet. So, uh, I think that's the plan now we'll try yeah, to get a few yeah. more of you on too, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Money back guarantee <laughs> yeah, win your race and, and you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it from all of us um, to all of you. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and we will see you next week. Border battle.